0: And we are off, back at it again. Uh, Really thrilled for this episode. We have Fireside Fodder. Um, We're talking about real estate right now. And it's been a little bit of a tumultuous time over the past few years, highs and lows. Um, But we have a a little bit of a variety for our listeners today. We have um, Bailey Pate. Uh, who has been a top agent in Maine over the last two years with Keller Williams. Um, And then my brother is a part-time real estate agent with Whitney Realty in Andover, Mass. Um, And Ben has been at this for seven years, and I've been really impressed and really proud of him and seeing like the growth and, and what he's done over the last few years, building up clientele and the relationships he has. So sorry, Bailey. I I gave a lot of love to my brother, but uh,
1: no Give me this is it's your best the, intro. It's the first time he's done that, and and I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, 30, this is, years, is forty-one years. this, yeah, a, this is a tremendous
2: tremendous start. One of our best starts yet. I think this one could go down as top top tier.
0: And of course, we are uh, joined by Matt, Maddie P. Um, yeah. We talked a little bit. We did a, a brief uh, review of uh, of the or review of the uh, football weekend, championship weekend. We're not going to dive into that today, but um, we already did it. We already did it. That's why fifteen crisp
2: it. minutes of content. It was exactly
0: twenty minutes. Oh, um, not bad. So I think we we dive right in. Um, Bailey, you you're at this full time. Like this is your. Full time thing. When did it start for you? When did you fall in love with, like, okay, I want to do real estate?
3: Absolutely. So I had a residential cleaning company before I got my real estate license. And I had that for about four years, cleaning houses. And one of uh, my friends from high school was a real estate agent with Keller Williams. And he was giving free cleanings as closing gifts. To some of his clients, so I'd go and clean the house for them after they bought it or before they listed it. And one day he's like, "You should really get your your real estate license." And I laughed and I was like, "I I was like, I don't know anything about real estate, and uh, I was like, I don't want to go back to school." He's like, "Look, it's six hundred bucks. It's about a month of school. You can get your license." And I said, "Okay, you know, I so I thought about it and I uh, I I finally went for it in 2017." is when I got my real estate license. And I joined Keller Williams then. And I've, I've been with them ever since. I I started on a bigger team. So at the time, they were like the number one team at Keller Williams. Because I was like, look, I only want to join the best team, right? Yeah. So I I joined the, the best team that I could find. It was the Stephen Chicoin team at the time. And um, it was really hard starting out. You know, I... Still did my residential cleaning. I'd take off my gloves when I was cleaning a toilet or a bathroom and take a phone call, you know, scramble. Um, But I I did that because I didn't have any money coming in. You know, it took me six months to sell my first house. So that's that's
2: awesome.
3: Yeah, that's a cool
2: uh, that's a cool entry point. I I mean, I heard a lot of friends that have done this or maybe didn't even make it. And if you were a small business owner before and during for a little bit of this, then whoever recommended that you do this probably saw that you had the discipline and the drive and the ability to like grind, which every, every real estate agent I've met who's had any success, that's the common denominator. Like you have to, because you make your own, it's on you, right? Like it's your business. It's like your own little micro business and whatever time you put into it is what you get back. So I bet that's like, I almost feel like if you don't have that trait, you're not fit to be in that business at all. Just hard stop.
3: Absolutely. Well, my parents, um, I, I worked for them for nine years at a coffee shop that they owned in Scarborough, um, mm-hmm. you know, before my cleaning business and they'd owned other businesses before. So it kind of, you know, runs in our family. So I, I definitely cool. hear you on that. It takes a lot of like self-discipline too, right? Mm-hmm. Cause there's no time you have to clock in and out. You have to, you know, it's all on you.
2: Yeah. That's Awesome. We've got a lot of small business owners and just like entrepreneurs already on the show. And that's, that is honestly the common thread and it's for you, you're doing it for yourself. Like you have only yourself that you're accountable to, but I always have a lot of respect for that because it does take a lot of effort.
3: Definitely. And it, it was super scary too when I first started because I'd, I'd never bought or sold a house before I was 27, you know, 27 years old. I didn't know what a deed was. I didn't know yeah. what an FHA loan was. So I was learning all this stuff. And I was like, am I doing the right thing here? Like, do I even, am I even qualified to do this? I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my first year sold, sold 12 homes and I was like, That's oh my awesome. gosh, how, you know, how did I do that? Um, and I had, Started doing social media. You know, it's like, because I was, you know, young at the, you know, still kind of young at the time. I'm 33 now, but I was 27. (laughs) And I was, (laughs) and I was big into, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And I started marketing on there because a lot of the agents in Maine are older. You Mm -hmm. know, they're all, you know, older and not all of them use a lot of social media. So I was like, I'm going to slide right into that, that opening.
0: Yeah. Smart. So, so Ben, you, you, you're, an educator uh Mm -hmm. you know when did you decide like because I know you you've always loved HGTV (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you know you want to look at like (laughs) um what is it uh like list this house or whatever show is on love it or list it Yes, yep. love it or yes. list it. Gibby, Million dollar Gibby, listing. Oh, yeah, don't pretend
2: it list- like you don't watch any of these shows. <laughs> oh, I know that you're watching did, Food so, Network all the time. So he, he I'm only
0: spinners, drive-ins, and dives. But yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. But like, so, so where did it become like? Oh, this is kind of cool, but I also really want to
1: do this. So, um, piggybacking off what you mentioned, me being a teacher. Um, when I was doing my student teaching, I was living with our oldest brother down in Philadelphia doing my student teaching. Um, and he had two young daughters at the time, uh, that were probably roughly four and two, um, Saturday and Sunday mornings, you know, as as you know, as a 22 year old person, you don't really want to wake up early in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but. Those two would come downstairs, jump in my face, scream, "Wake up! Wake up!" And so, I actually started going to open houses uh, when I was like 23 years old. Zero intention to buy, but just as a as a chance to get away and get some you know free time to myself. Um, so I started doing that, and I was like, "Wow, okay." So seeing what they're doing totally totally put it on the back burner get going and teaching um and i you know i was teaching with literally zero intention of of real estate whatsoever um and when i bought my first condo um i i got it and then i was uh i got it as a an affordable housing unit here in town um so for uh 40 B. Um again we can get in go into that whole thing. Um but that that's a story for another podcast. Um but I was there long enough I and I actually ended up having to basically sell it myself. Um and so I was like hmm okay I kinda kinda know what I'm doing. Um and then my my own family started to grow. Um And I was coaching every season at the local high school Um, freshman football team during the, during the uh, winter, I was a one-on-one assistant with a student with down syndrome on the basketball team. And then in the spring I was coaching softball. So I was, I I was gone. I was just, wasn't home. Um, And I remember there were days that I would wake up, leave the house before my, my son woke up and then get back after he went to bed. I was like, I'm not being a dad. That's not cool. I got to I got to get rid of something. So I was like, but if I get rid of it, I'm not going to be compensated for the coaching. Um, So a friend of mine said, you know, you should get into real estate. You should do this. You know what you're talking about. You've you've bought and sold you. It's like, no, no, no. That's, you know, for, for the older people, I I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, Bailey, similar to you, you know, a lot of the people that are doing it are a little bit older. Um, and so roughly about eight years ago, I started taking the classes for it. Um, I, again, down here, I think it was 500 bucks. Um, again, and looking back on it now, best money I've spent, um, got my license probably about seven and a half years ago. Um, and have been doing it a little bit on the side, um, since then growing a little bit, uh, each year. So it might be one of
2: the only professions where it's the inverse of like, if you worked in tech where like the younger crowd generally can run a little faster, it's like, it's almost the opposite. And it's like, because because it's the amount of time you have to spend collecting your client base, selling homes to somebody who then's going to buy another home, who's going to, someone's going to buy the first home. And like, you just build that network. And it's crazy because I've seen a lot of those people way up there in age who still do it. And they're just, they, they, it's all automated. The whole thing is optimized. Like, so one of one known, of the famous
1: you know? one of the famous sayings in real estate is agents don't retire they die,
0: yeah.
1: Um, because yeah. you know you, you you work you work at it you work at it you work at it and it, it's not something it that, that, Yeah, it, it's it's. I don't want to say it's relatively easy, but once you get the hang of it, and once you get going, mm-hmm. once you've built up that clientele, um, if you're if you're comfortable in a spot you you don't really need to keep growing you you can do it if you've been smart with uh if if you've been smart with your money and smart you know how you're setting yourself up
2: yeah and the skill set you need to be proficient as you go through i feel like changes too like you always have to be a decent communicator but i would imagine you guys have probably refined that like how often, how quickly you get back to somebody, and how quickly you're able to connect dots and get things done, and just like keep the process moving, mm-hmm. which is probably not like like any job, right? You get into it, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this, and then I'm gonna build another skill and another skill, and so it's like you do constantly have to evolve, which is very interesting and difficult, but admirable for sure.
0: Well, I think like Bailey, like to your point too, right? Like it's it's a lower entry point, right, in terms of the cost to get into it.
3: Definitely. And how
0: you expand your yeah. market to like your market and, and you created a, a social marketing or social media marketing <laughs> for, you know, real estate agents. Like, is that one of the things that like you have found your niche in that you think like, okay, this is where I can expand my business?
3: Definitely. So I've been, you know, I would say my first year was the only year that I did the cleaning and then after that I went right to real estate still living on a tight budget don't get me wrong I didn't have to yes. you know keep doing two two jobs um and and I primarily dove into the social media marketing because a lot of agents in my office and a lot of companies not going to name any names but also oh. the, you know that I'm with now they they even will say uh cold calling door knocking you know got to make mm-hmm. all these calls a day and like when someone calls me telemarketing i just cut them off and i say please take me off your list <laughs> yeah like no yeah. one it's Open hard
2: the, to get through that nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: no yeah. one opens the door for a stranger anymore. Some stranger knocks on my door trying to sell me something. I I wouldn't even answer. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even answer the door. So it's just it's just not my style. And I know it works for a lot of people, but it you know I I did cold calling when I was on a team before, and I remember literally calling somebody. Um, You know, that I didn't know, finally got a hold of somebody and I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry for (laughs) bothering (laughs) you. you. (laughs) And that was the last time I've never done it again.
2: Are are you being a little bit diplomatic there when you say it might work for some people? Like, what percentage of people do you still think employ that as their primary strategy? And honestly, what percent do you think it's actually working for them?
3: You would be very surprised. So, there are agents who have a dialer, they have a headset. And yep. they go in the office from you know nine to eleven. They 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 block out their schedule, and they will make calls. They call expired listings. So an agent lists a house that doesn't sell, yep. and you know, you can sign up for lists as a realtor to get notified of those homes and get their phone numbers. And people will, as soon as the next day that that listing expires, they call them, Hey, Jane Doe, your, your realtor sucks. They didn't sell your house. You know, I can do better in here. I'll
2: give that a 75% chance of working. That feels like, you know, getting somebody vulnerable is a little bit desperate and they're ready to sell. And they didn't like how the first experience went. Okay.
3: And you know, they just wanted to move. So they're yeah. they're hot, more hot than just door knocking a random door you know, yeah. they were just listed. They obviously want to move. Um, How motivated are they? You don't know, but maybe they did just have the wrong agent. So yeah. there's a lot of agents who are extremely successful with that, but they have their scripts down and I, it, it's just not my style. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like to beg <laughs> for business. No. I like it yeah. when People message me and they say, hey, Bailey, can you help me? Because
2: of your reputation and because of the other people. Yeah, exactly. That, that yes. probably feels a lot better. Yes. yes.
3: I am not like an intrusive, you know, hard salesy yeah. person. I just don't have it in me. Um, yeah. So Smart, I, I, you know, I would say in the last, probably in my third year of real estate is when I started to get messages from other real estate yeah. agents, it's not even just potential clients, other agents saying, hey, Bailey, I see what you're doing on social media. How are you doing it? Um, then not last year, the year before I sold 94 homes and then I posted that I sold 94 homes and that year and what's going on started messaging me and they're like, how the heck did Did
2: you you tell, did you tell them or did you charge them for the service to figure out what your blueprint was?
3: I actually In the beginning, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this, but then I'd have to retype it a bunch of times. Yeah, you're consulting. Yeah, I'd put it on the notes in my phone so I could just copy and paste. Whenever I got a message, I just paste the same message over and over again. I was like, You know what? I think I really could, like, you know, do something because there's a lot of agents out there that um, maybe they're at a company that just does the cold calling. Yeah, and
2: they need ideas, they need a strategy, they need inspiration.
3: Absolutely. And, and it's also, you know, there's so many people online now, like 75% of the U.S. has like a Facebook or an Instagram account, and Mm -hmm, it's just much easier to reach them that way. Um, Yeah. and so I was like, you know, I think I can create this course. So I had had started it, but then I was super busy that year. I was like, oh, my God, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish this thing. Yes. Um, so I, I hired a, a professional company, the same, um, you know, Tracy Tudor for Million Dollar Listing, like you mentioned earlier, uh, her course creator. I hired them and I said, look, here's 50 pages of all the stuff that I've written down. Can you help me? Make it make sense so, somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So they, um, they created it and it's coming out in two weeks.
2: That's awesome. awesome. That's great. Congratulations. That's cool.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's very really cool. exciting.
0: So, so Ben, like when you are around town, right? Like you you know everyone in yeah. Andover, it seems like. Yeah. Um what's the biggest hurdle or like what where are you, you know, finding clients or or finding, yeah. you know,
1: potential buyers, sellers? Right. Right. So, um, and I'm sure as Bailey can attest to this one, when you're first starting out, the hardest thing to do is get your first listing buyer clients are, are easier to get in the beginning. Um, because it's your, it's your friends, you know, you're at that point right there, your friends are looking for something, you know, Hey, can you help me buy this? Can you help me buy this? And in the beginning, somebody selling their house, um, They want to work with somebody that's done it before, because you know. Think about it. Your your house is your biggest investment, Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, if if you're going to list your house, you probably don't want somebody that's you know just finished their course a week ago. Um, You want somebody that's done it done it before to get you you know top dollar. Yeah. Um, So, but going back to your question, the hardest part for me in the beginning um, was people people knowing me as Ben Gibson the PE teacher not right. Ben Gibson not Ben Gibson the PE teacher that also does real estate yeah and yeah. As, as I kept growing as I got more and more listings got more and more sales um it became you know Ben Gibson the the agent that teaches or Ben Gibson the teacher that that's also an agent um and so getting building that has has been probably the the most difficult thing for me is the way the that trust. people view me. Um the, the, the trust is always there because during the day, um I'm with their kids. kids. <laughs> I, and yeah. so that's true, you know, it, that's it, baked it, in. It, smart. It, yeah, smart. It, it's one of those things where listen, if the state of Massachusetts trusts me with your kids from From nine to nine to three, you know, I I think you can trust me too. And and again, that's also something, um, Bailey, I'm sure you you can you know piggyback off of this one. Um some agents aren't the most trustworthy.
3: (laughs)
2: Um, and and You can't treat
1: anybody that way though. And no matter what you're doing, if you're
2: doing that no matter what your profession is, no matter where you work or what your hobbies are, et cetera, if you're doing that, people are eventually just going
1: to watch well, there's you the, right. yeah, it's the But, cost, it, but right. for, for me, I, okay. as an agent, I can't even take that risk because yeah. I'm also teaching their kids. So the last thing I want is for you know parents with children, hey, he, he kind of backwashed me on that home. Yeah. What's he doing with the kids yeah. at school? So I can't do that. I can't. Oh, wow. You have a um, – uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I, 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 and and it's also not it's great all the time. You've baked,
2: fun. you've baked in so much unnecessary but inspiring risk to this whole scenario for yourself. Because now you have like so much at stake. You have so much the skin
0: in the game. Exact that like you dollar can't amount fail. that it's worth. Yeah, um, you, can't fail. you can't You can't. You can't go up twenty five hundred. <laughs> No, no. Um, it has to be <laughs> um, not without like some, answer. not without some uh, internal doubting of yourself. I, yeah. So I did want to ask both of you guys, um, as we're getting to it, like what's what's kind of the craziest story, Bailey? You could start. Um, whether it's <laughs> listing agent, selling agent, uh, buyer, seller, like what's what's one of the most ridiculous things that you came across. Uh-huh. I am
3: getting so many flashbacks right now.
0: <laughs> are you okay? PTSD.
3: Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm trying to think of an appropriate one to share since this is public.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be on YouTube, so it's fine. Yeah. Those are the good ones.
3: Um, I'm trying to think of a a, a good um one to go with here.
0: You can someone, hang that
3: on. May, someone that may not listen to this podcast a lot <laughs> of them follow on me the on moment. social media ben, if,
1: if you yeah. got if you've got one you're ready sure so well, so really- there's there's two um one uh one uh, probably about i don't know 5 5 years ago um was helping a client uh purchase a home and it was at the top of her budget but well within um and we got to the home inspection, and I, the the inspector she got, um, basically scared scared the living crap out of her, um, and said, you know, you're going to get water in the basement because of the way the backyard sloped. Um, so you you know you should probably have it have it excavated, and keep in mind the house was you know about a hundred years old. Um, oh, no, no signs of water in the basement whatsoever but she, she got scared. My client got scared and wanted me to go back to the, the buyer, the the sellers and ask for $50,000 that she could use towards excavating the the backyard. That wasn't an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind, the purchase price was $500,000. So it's like, you want me to knock off that much? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, so that one was a little bit ridiculous. Um, another one that again I'm not in this world I hope to be sometime um, had another client who they had a you know 1.3 million dollar house at the time um, and I was fortunate enough to help him um, buy something else um, for a little over two million Um and said, so, "Okay, so do we have to sell the other one in order for you to buy this one?" He's like, "No." Oh, okay. Um, and then so I'm like, "All right." So writing up the offer, you know, how much are we financing? Da 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 He goes, "We'll finance a million bucks." Okay. Um, he's going back and forth with the bank and ends up calling me and said, "This guy at the bank's being a pain. Um, should can I should I just pay cash?" <laughs> Uh, well, it's going to make it easier, buddy. But uh, you know, again, problems I don't have. Um yeah. I was going to say, you know, like, uh, yeah.
2: So, I bet you he had the ability to do it, but it's smart to finance some of that. Oh, debt oh, absolutely. Anyway. He, so yeah. he did. He, he,
1: you know, he settled down. He talked to people. He ended up, you know, uh, financing it and everything. But for for a while, he was he was carrying two houses at a combined, you know, close to four million dollars. Which, again problem i don't have that sounds um, like a maniac well I like, the, I I like mean, the cut of
0: this guy's jib. yeah maybe no kidding. You, you know win the mill millie uh fan duel oh the 200k um, lineup yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Won't so get bailey
3: i i thought of one that i could share because i don't think he's online
1: <laughs> perfect
3: <laughs> the only thing is some of these stories are so like out of this world that the people are definitely gonna know i'm talking yeah, about them.
1: yeah. okay
3: so i had this that's fair I had this listing kind of in like the central main area this year and it's a gentleman that he you know wanted me to list a cannabis shop um so I said okay you know I can definitely do that not a problem and I give him a price he wants to list it like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars over that and like you know, we can give it a try. Don't recommend it. He's like, okay, I'll drop it if if it doesn't sell. I'm like, okay, you know, let's let's give it a go. It was like the dead of winter. I had no listings. I'm like, why not? I'll I'll drive to Central.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll take the I'll take it. Yeah.
3: So we do, you know, the photos, and um, we write up the listing description. We send him a draft. He says everything looks great. It's perfect. List it, and I go awesome we list it. And after like 20, every 24 hours, crazy long emails, like, like longest emails you will see, wants to change a listing description at least once a week, rewrites it from scratch, right? His whole listing description, everything about the house. I'm like, yep, we can change it. Sure, we can change it. You know, just trying to like accommodate. Um, He's like, what are we doing for marketing? I'm like, look, we're running ads. I've sent, you know, you're listing out to all the the cannabis websites. It's in a cannabis flyer. I talked to all these commercial agents. And he's like, well, I want to send, I want to advertise in China. I'm like, I... I never run ads. I don't in know China do. before, um, but I'll look into it. And then in the meantime, <laughs> he, he thinks there's a Chinese buyer, you know, here for here in Central Maine for a marijuana store. It's, it's a stretch, but I said I'll look into it. Maybe. So then he wants to send it out to the college in the area, and I'm like, I don't know if we should be sending this to kids. A because they they're in college and they probably can't get a loan for this amount, and B I don't know that the school wants us, you know, sending this stuff to the school. Um, it, it was it was extremely bizarre. Only wanted a cash offer. Then he'll take financing. No, has to be cash offer. Um, it was literally just uh, oh, the wildest ride. And every time I would see his name come up, I, my hands start sweating. I'm like, oh no, he's back he's back it can't be good and,
0: There's and just then no finally he good.
3: goes I'm gonna list you know I don't think that you he goes I don't think that you've done enough I'm gonna list it with a local agent I said no problem I'll send you the termination paperwork <laughs> right now you don't have to wait another minute come in right now sign it anytime you want
2: <laughs> he was waiting for you to be devastated and you were like all right perfect I was ready like over. absolutely
3: I was like here you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> and those are the types so, of people do that, that learned. yeah he probably didn't even register it was like because he, he's not that's not the type of person who's like wondering how he's making something else feel
0: and
3: it, it was the advertising in China for me I was like yeah, that is that's just something.
0: so <laughs> in that that's something <laughs> so so what what are what are some of the things that like buyers sellers like don't don't necessarily like they can watch all the HG TV shows they want love it or list it but like what do they not entirely get like yeah what's the biggest misconception wrong like what's what's a, a common theme you don't have to name names. Um, <laughs> but just in general, what you're seeing in the market.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest thing that I see with buyers. I guess I could start with buyers is, you know, they're like, well, the interest rates are up, the market has slowed down. And and while it still has, it's still multiple offers on houses right now. Um, so, you know, they're like, Hey, we're going to go 5,000 over asking. And I said, look, you know, it really is not going to cut it. They've got seven offers in hand. Well, well, the rates are bad. And, you know, it's just, it's, un, you know, an unrealistic expectation. Um, and and also that, you know, because it's the winter time, it might be slow and, yeah. you know, you might be able to get a deal. Um, and it's, it's really just quite the opposite. Um, it's a supply and demand issue. There's no inventory. So, you know, yeah, it's winter. A lot of people don't want to move, but there's people who have to move. And yeah. you know, there's nothing for them to choose from. So it's even harder, you know, to get a house in the winter. Um, I would say that's like the the biggest struggle, like setting those realistic expectations.
2: Yeah, it's, that's a good point. I think of it from that angle because I would, I would imagine anybody who was previously planning to buy a house before rates skyrocketed has been doing nothing but acquiring more liquid capital to just pay the higher interest rate and then refinance whenever that day comes when rates go back down and they're like, whatever, I'll take the asset. So it's funny. Yeah. Everybody, it's always A or B I feel like in the real estate market, like people, it's either all or nothing. There's like no in between and
1: people always overreact. So Matt, to piggyback off of that one, I was working with a client, um, this summer and, you know, he he was, he was pre-approved for everything. Um, we were looking, you know, gradually became, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more intensive. Um, and found something that fit well within his, within his wrong, uh, his, his limit and, uh, the HOA on the townhouse
0: mm-hmm.
1: threw him right out. <laughs> um, and, and that's one of the things that I think people looking at townhouses, condos are not paying attention to. Yes. The sale price is fine, but your your monthly your your yeah. monthly nut is is off because of the HOA, and the HOAs, at least where I am, have just been skyrocketing, um, because yeah. those associations they need to make money because the the maintenance companies need to get paid. You. And, you know, everybody they're they're you know sourcing out their work. Um, so that's another one. You know, like Bailey mentioned. Expectations, um, and you know my my advice um, to to people um, based on the interest rates. One, if it's at the top of your budget, you probably shouldn't have been right there anyway. You, you got to give yourself a little wiggle room. Um, three things are going to happen: one, the rates are going to go the rates are going to go up, so you're going to be happy you got in now. Two, the rates are going to stay the yep. same. Great, it's a wash or 3 the rates are going to go down and you re- and like you said you refinance um so i think those are kind of where where i'm at with my clients yeah yeah cuz if
2: you wait for the other end of that bell curve where the rates start to come back that you're too late it's like buying stocks yeah. it's like buying any kind of asset if you're waiting until you're absolutely sure that this thing is going to be valuable you're you're already behind at least a chunk of the population and it's just not going to work out, but right. it's hard timing. It is stressful. It's like, you don't want to buy an asset at its peak and then have to be forced to hold it or sell it through the bottom. So yeah, there's a lot. That's true. You guys are making good points. There's a lot more nuance there.
3: And, and for sellers, it's also difficult, you know, while it's still a seller's market, not as bad as it was, you know, last still have year, to buy
2: right. something else.
3: But for the sellers, the mistakes you know that that we see now, instead of a house selling in a day, sometimes it takes a week or two, or yeah. they're also going off of last spring's prices. They're like, well, yeah. the house down the street sold for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, when was that? Yeah. <laughs> really, when That's was that? It's so stressful two if, weeks. If that was last year, it, that doesn't exist anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. Zillow's not entirely accurate, It's is that what you're telling me?
2: It's like the people on House Hunters who you know you—it's the joke everybody makes, right? They're like they're in like Palm Springs. They're like, "I've got two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We want a tennis court." And It's like, guys, you're not in the ballpark. You're off.
1: Right.
0: So coming like we're we're in we're in kind of like quiet time a little bit, right? And like house in real estate. Um, I don't want to say that out loud to any bosses or coworkers or anything, um, but. I know like May, June, July, August is when things really start to move, but like for people that might be potentially listing, um, you know, in the coming months, what are the things that you would recommend that, Hey, uh, you should do this to your home to make it a little bit more attractive or to, you know, find this potential buyer. What are, what are some of those things?
3: For sure. So I I would say one of the biggest things that, that, it's a kind of a diy thing too if you wanted to do it yourself you definitely could it's it's touch up paint i'm not just talking like the walls i'm talking trim the doors where people don't use the handle and it's all kinds of like smudge marks from 10 year build up you know um you know just doing what you can inside that way when the snow melts all you have to do is tend to your to your lawn and that kind of thing um things that are broken I would fix them, you know, this light switch doesn't work or, you know, this sink drips, just, just take care of that stuff now. And then I would also like minimalize the amount of things that you have in your home. Like if you don't use it every day or every week, I would just pack it in a box, put it in the garage, put it in the basement, just kind of less is more. And, and it's something that you can do, you know, while it's slower right now. And, and like I said, when it picks up, then take care of the lawn cleanup and, and stuff mm-hmm. outside.
1: I mean, so piggybacking off of that, um, bring in a fresh set of eyes. Um, yeah. cause you know, we go eye blind to, to the things we see every day, you yeah. know? So yeah. one of the things that, you know, again, depending on, um, depending on the listing, um, I might even recommend bringing in a home inspector, say, Hey, you're a fresh set of eyes. Can you take a look? Um, because they're going to go through, they're going to, they're going to say, Hey, the, you're, you're electric, you're plumbing. They're that, that, the foundation, the roof, they, they're, that's their job. Their job is to point out anything and everything. Um, so bringing in that fresh set of eyes, um, like, and again, like Bailey said, a fresh coat of a fresh coat of paint does wonders. Yeah. um you know and, and you know also piggybacking off of that is you know get rid of some things but again oh, yeah. y- you also can't if if you're living there you have to make it look like you live there um you you can't you can't just say all right, hey, we're going to go, you know, minimalistic right now and it's going to be a bed and a lamp in the room. You know, you, you need your dresser in there. You need you need to, you know, people know that you still live there. People know that you still, you know, ha- have to function. Um, but but you use this time now like she said to to get it ready. Um, so that yeah. way when the mar- when when the time is right, you can you can Very say, "Hey, cool. you know what? Ben, there's nothing on right now. Let's list now. Um, and create that, create that supply for, for all the demand that's there. You just need two
2: buyers to fall in love with the aesthetic of whatever you've got set up. Like I've been to a lot of open houses now and you can like, you know, right when you walk in, if it's, there's, there are, um, choices you can make that appeal to everyone, color, style, whatever. There's choices you can make that appeal to only you. And then there's choices you can make that appeal to like one other random type of person. Every house I walked into that had like grabbed me enough to inspire me to like what I could do with it was anything that just appealed to the middle, like safe, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to sell somebody a place where the walls inside are all painted turquoise. It's like, yeah, you can paint the walls, but people will get like, they don't want to see that when they walk yeah, in. So it's a hard balance. That's a Sunday, That's your, yeah. you know, yeah, that's so your true. Saturday
0: and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and they add up. Yep.
3: And going off of what Ben said, Ben, that's such a good point about bringing an inspector through, like that is gold. If people, you know, if you can afford to pay an inspector to come through, you get a list of everything that's wrong, you know, or, you know, not working with the home. So you have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to fix it before a buyer finds out about it, you know, and runs for the hills after getting it. Infection right. report, you know, it's good to know if you have high radon or arsenic in your water, you know, things mm-hmm. that you may just not know. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's a really smart thing for people to do now will they have the time.
0: Right. Check that box now. Yeah, well, get in front yeah. of that. it. Can delay the, the whole buying process. Yep. Um and everything yeah. too. So um, in terms of you know, social media, we touched on it earlier. So Bailey. This is this is the pitch. You don't need to give us the elevator pitch. Don't sell the pencil. Um, you know, or why the pen is better. But tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what's launching in a couple of weeks. So really Absolutely. excited to hear about it.
3: So February sixteenth is the release date of my social media marketing course. So it's it's a self paced recorded course that comes with worksheets and there are six modules and different like sub chapters and stuff. And it's really for any realtor you could be experienced on social media. You could not have any accounts. You could be a brand new agent uh, or someone who's been doing this for 50 years. It's really for everybody. And it's nice that, you know, you can do it at your own pace. So it, it goes through everything of, You know, literally setting up your Facebook account, like the 101, right? And then into more intensive things like the analytics and, um, you know, your 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 target audience um, and the type of content that you put out, where you're going to get that content, what your caption is, you know, how to plan the best times of day and different call to actions. So all my like tips and tricks and secrets that I've learned you know over the years I basically you know spill the beans in there um and the worksheets are helpful as well so you can literally check off all right I I did yeah. this I did that um so that is getting released on February 16th um it's a pre-sale so it will be cheaper than the full the full version for for seven days it'll basically be on sale um. Um, And then the price goes up forever. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm so excited because I I have, I think 325 agents like on the wait list for when the course is released. Um, So I've been building the list over a couple of years. Um, That's awesome. People that said that they would be interested in signing up. So um, I'm excited to see how it performs when it's released. And and how, it, and how it's actually going to be able to help people. And a lot of people are like, I'm surprised that you're doing this, helping out your competition, you know, in your local market, you know, aren't you scared they're going to like steal your clients or, you know, and, and I just feel like there's enough to go around for everybody and yeah. other agents are our friends. <laughs> um, they really are, you know, you want to be friends with other agents and work well with them. And I just feel like it's a good tool, um, you know, f- on that end too. Um, so I'm, I'm excited.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, it's interesting. And Ben, like you, you've been pushing stuff out too on social media on in terms of like, and I know everyone puts out like, here's the new listing, here's a new listing, but like, where have you found some success in social media and and you know being able to capitalize on that
1: avenue? Uh, so I, I'm going to be completely honest. I am nowhere near Bailey's page on that one. Um, <laughs> well, actually, we'll gonna, sign you up. Yeah. Well, so, well seriously, I, yeah. I was, was going to ask for an autographed copy. Um, <laughs> I, I I ben, was,
3: I was, I'll email you the course for free if you want to take it. It's all yours. <laughs>
1: Just they look at them. this! Just I set this, this up, cool. Bailey. Just <laughs> so Ben this. could get the long con. No. The long it, con again. Um, so for five years of college, thanks, mom and dad. I had a great time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I was in education. Um right. I, I, I I've never done any sales whatsoever, um, and. I'm I'm at the point where I'm not afraid to know, to, to say, you know what, I I don't know. Um, And too many times, I think people are afraid to admit, you know what, I don't know the answer to that. Let me find out. Um, And, you know, with the social media, again, I I don't, I certainly don't have all the answers and I'm still trying to figure it out as I'm going, you know, I'm, you know, Thursday afternoon, hey, you know, coming soon. Um, Friday afternoon, here it's posted. Um, you know, Monday afternoon, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hey, offer accepted. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. The other thing that I I've noticed, just for you know myself and what I'm seeing, the quick videos um, yeah. are are better. You know, I think my my biggest one that has been seen shared whatever um was a quick 30 second video i did for a closing on on the beach um i walked out I walked out the front door and you know obviously thanking everybody you know for the the process and then hey you know this this is the backyard and you know I had the ocean behind me and you know how can i help you get here um stuff like that um makes sense so f- for me a lot of it's been trial and error um and a lot of error, uh, which is, it, which it that's was life. for
3: me too, Ben, you're not alone. I yeah,
0: life. that's life, that's <laughs> yeah. life. In when, did, when did you find like, it, Bailey, like when, where was it that you were like, oh man, this is working or I feel like I've tapped into this a little bit.
3: It, it was honestly In the beginning, in my first year, I asked my the team owner, I said, Hey, can I make my own real estate Facebook page? Because there was only like a few, you know, not a lot of agents that had them at that point. Everyone has one, but I was like, Can I make my own page? And I started doing like these giveaways or you know, posting open house and stuff. And even though I hadn't sold anything, people when I when I would see them out, you know, out, out for drinks or dinner or whatever it was, they'd be like, you're so busy you're selling so much and I really wasn't <laughs> that's the thing is I, <laughs> I really wasn't selling anything um but from social media they're like oh my God you know you're you're busy you're doing this you're doing that and um and as, as I continued going on I was like okay I think I could like use this social media to my advantage so okay. I would start um like low-key selling you know not like screaming yeah. at people like you know buy with me list with me you know that kind of thing it's more of just like day in the life stuff. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, buyers and sellers are interested in that. You know, they're interested and in just friends and family are. And it, it reminds them that you're in real estate without mm-hmm. asking yeah. them hey, to buy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, will, will you wow. hire me?
2: You're um, you're like a you're a your skill there is you're just available and ready for when yep. those opportunities show up, which is smart because then people, yeah, you don't hammer people. They don't feel like they need to be on guard it's like a very natural interaction that's smart
3: Definitely. and and staying I, consistent too you know yeah. seeing it's it's hard to post about yourself <laughs> you know, know. sometimes I'm like oh my gosh do i post this this is like I personal um but I, that's the posts that do the best even if it has nothing to do with real estate really um just anything you know people are interested
0: i think um, i so, think vulnerability and sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no, i it's think fine. vulnerability is is uh you know uh, we've talked about that it's amazing. We've talked about it pretty much on every podcast with every guest we've had that puts anything out there. The hardest thing that I think I've done in the last like, 20 years, other, not even having kids, like, is pushing play or pushing yeah. submit on the first podcast. Like, yep. Okay, we're out here. Yep. <laughs> we're sharing this. And 13 people listened to the first one, which is great. But like, it it it's a you know it's it's something and you're putting yourself out there and and I think it should be commended and and you know it's it's admirable coming now from this side of the the fence
2: where it's not easy
1: it's yeah. not as
0: easy as it always looks to anybody not in the arena
1: no yeah.
2: ever it looks like you're just showing up throwing a post up there and not thinking about it but it's not a tweet like. It's your business, it's your brand. I've done those too. Those are well, yeah, uh, you know, I you blend you them in, Gibby, you when you're a social media maiden like yourself. You're no longer adjacent, you're in.
0: I know. Um, Woody Page and I are, uh, yeah, long, long lost, close. yeah, fast friends. <laughs> but, um, so with all that being said, all right, you've got, i am going to set the stage. You've got a you know, go. house on a Sunday, it ends at three o'clock. Oh. You know, dinner's not until or maybe never. It's, we can call this. No, it goes late. You're going. You blew past dinner. You missed dinner. No, 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 no. It, oh, it can be either way. You're going to
2: let them spoil their dinner. You're going to willingly put them in a position position to spoil their dinner. Giddy.
0: But you're running low on gas. You want to make sure you've got gas in the tank. You're hungry. You know you're not going to eat like a, a real meal for whatever period of time. You've got to stop. You got to run in. The world is your oyster in terms of your options. So. It can be, you know, a bag of chips. It can be, you know, a donut. It can be. But what, Bailey, would be your first go-to desert island like, this is what I want?
3: So I will say, usually I won't go to the gas station. If I'm in a desperate pinch and I'm like, this is an emergency, my guilty pleasure is a cheeseburger however yeah. if the gas station's the only thing in sight and i go this is it i've got to get something here i'll usually go for like the pizza that they have uh because it's more filling uh, if they have any some gas stations do not yep. um then i would go for like the chocolate covered pretzels like the white oh. chocolate oh. milk chocolate any it's kind pretty- because it's feeling sweet and salty. Um, yep. You know, it's not going to go bad. You know, you can kind of keep it in your car for a yep. couple of days. And, and strong
2: answer. That. that checks a lot of boxes. I love I love the milk chocolate more than the white chocolate, but that's a great snack. You're never disappointed with that snack.
3: No, it's chocolate amazing.
2: with like the white chocolate, like, Oh, it's, it's the savory and the sweet. The little tiny crystals of salt yeah. whip. Yeah, that's a good combo. Yes. That's, I haven't had those in a while. Yeah, I'm inspired. That's the first one we've
0: gotten to that. But yeah. <laughs> are they like, what are they called? We They're, flips. They're called flips. Flips. I know yep. You- Yep. like that right.
3: blue the blue yep. oh up. yeah, I yeah. Get a picture.
2: you know how you know a snack is legit they've never changed the packaging they don't need to bring any more people in <laughs> yep. they're not worried about grabbing your attention they said we've <laughs> got you if you are a flips fan you're eating these all the time
3: big time but you have to be careful in the summertime though Yeah, you can leave them in your car oh. for a few days i've done that yep. and then i yep. go to grab one i'm like oh got it. i'm starving i go to get a little snack and it's all melted
0: yeah it's a That's winter snack
3: it's you know cold. what you do
2: there? No, you take it. You take the bag, you put it in the freezer. And then you end up with like a big glob of it and you cut it into pieces and you eat it. You never throw the flips away. I'm a flips never. guy.
0: I didn't realize it until now. I love them. <laughs> Benny, I, yeah, I, I have an idea where you're going. I've known you for 30, 41 years, but well, I, I,
2: I, I might surprise you here. Be honest, Gibby, if you guess this right, I always love the brother connection. Let's see if you
1: get it. You know what, Mike, Mike I, I, I think you should write it down. Yeah. That way you can share. If Are if we playing like it. one connection yeah. here? Yeah, yep. family, family style. Let's make a game of it. Yeah. Um, So I'm actually going to go. uh I, I'm going to tweak the question a little bit. Oh. Because I'm not going to stop at the gas station. I, I'm going to stop the next morning at the gas station and fill up. I'm going to huh? stop at the ice cream stand. Oh. And, yeah, I know. I know. If he doesn't like Coffee it. He doesn't cream. like it. No, I'm gonna get a. I'm probably gonna get a chocolate shake.
2: Oh, oh but can you get? You can't really get a chocolate shake at the gas, station. At the gas I, station.
1: Well, you're, so I, I, could, but, it, but I get what you're saying. It's like so right on the we're, Where Bailey's gonna stop and get a cheeseburger? I might actually stop and get a chocolate shake. Okay, yeah. well then, then you probably have a
2: backup answer for if you only had the gas station. Oh, if I only had the gas station, I like this. This is fun. Um, it's a new layer to the game.
3: They do have ice cream there, the Ben and Jerry. I,
1: I yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean so the, 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 the problem Jerry's. with that though, we'll the ice cream it. that's there. I it's worked it. on an ice cream truck for a summer. Yeah, you're um, on I it. drove an ice cream truck for a summer. Um and I I, I I I snacked a little bit on it on it too. Um I would probably go with maybe some beef jerky. Oh, oh man, Alex! That another be beef jerky fan. Oh so mad. And the nacho Doritos. Oh, uh-huh. the, the the nacho Doritos. The red Doritos definitely better than the Cool Ranch. Um, you know what? Is I, there
2: anybody on Earth who likes them both equally? No, no, no.
0: Um, so it's, it's separating it, our nation. One or the
1: other. Inside
0: yeah. baseball, Ben and I. Um, I was a Cool Ranch guy. Ben was always a nacho Dorito guy. Of course. Uh, my mother likes Ben more, but so she so she's <laughs> a nacho cheese fan. <laughs> she got. <laughs> nacho doritos well we we're watching saved by the bell in the yeah. 90s and my father was like i'm not going to tell anyone that you're with watching the
2: this. old yeah the yeah the old <laughs>
0: bag with the white bag and the letters all were in like a yep. little box
2: oh, oh yeah man yep. i'm old yeah you know, those no, are good answers those I, are all good answers
0: i think it's nacho <laughs> doritos cheese balls i would have put up there um that that you would go for i mean those aren't readily found but
2: anytime i'm in the gas station now i can't think of anything but this you've totally inceptioned my brain i every time i'm in there i'm like oh we talked somebody like that we talked about that should i
0: try those you paralyzed me you get a little you know behind the scenes so it's fun um right. you know congratulations to both you guys ben i'm really proud of you and you. continue doing what you're doing building those relationships and um, it's it's going to pay off in dividends and bailey congratulations you're yeah. 2 weeks out from big launch um you know keep uh pushing away and and fi- or pushing out um the messaging and and um you know helping out i think other agents is what i really heard like from some of that conversation and uh, you know it's it's always fun to have a community of of people that are supporting each other like we have other podcasters that it's, like there's enough stuff to listen to there are millions of podcasts out there um, we're not you know yes we're trying to be the number one but um we are, we are it's, <laughs> but it's always fun to hear from other people that are doing like really fun stuff and interesting things so um thank you we're gonna continue this real estate roundtable um as we go forward so you guys are always welcome back um thank you yes uh, visit um baileypate.com, um for all of your needs in Maine and uh whitneyrealtyma.com um in Massachusetts as well um i will post the links you'll see a lot of stuff on instagram but thank you everyone Maddie. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Ben
1: thank you to everybody.
0: Yeah.
2: Both of you. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a Thanks for having me.
1: Life. It was a pleasure. It was fun. Um, you know, and uh, you know, love to come back at some other time. We'll have thank
3: you, you very much for yes. having us. Me. nice meeting you guys. Mike, I know we've already met, but it was really nice, Matt and Ben, meeting you. You um, as well. Wow.
1: Good luck
2: absolutely. with everything. We'll be I'll be following closely. I'm excited for you. Perfect. Billy, I'll be sending you any any and all referrals
1: from Maine. <laughs> same
3: here uh, we need to we need to connect because if you would want to take the course I would definitely send it to you but I won't won't take any offense if you don't want to <laughs> no I
1: honestly absolutely I'd, I'd love to I was I was going to pick your brain I was actually going to ask Mike for your contact um, so we, absolutely. we can get back in touch
3: would love that
1: awesome love it thanks guys all right Thank on, you. Everyone. good night
3: bye <laughs> Hey, hey, hey.